0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. This is your Arkansas versus Ole Miss Primer. We're going to talk to David Johnson at Ole Miss Spirit, the co-publisher there. He's going to help us break down and find out a little bit more about the Ole Miss Rebels. Curtis Wilkerson is also going to join us to talk about this game and also talk some basketball as basketball practice has started up for the Razorbacks. Danny West is also going to join in and discuss this game and talk a little bit about Razorback football recruiting. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. Well, everybody. It's a big game. It was a scary game for a little bit because people started talking about postponing everything. Now, hold on just a little bit. Nick Saban gets COVID and everything's going to shut down, right? Ole Miss has a couple of cases we know may be blown out of proportion just a little bit. And again, we're going to talk to David Johnson about that more in detail Uh, It doesn't seem to be maybe something that you would actually term outbreak as much as they've got a few cases. And Ole Miss is a school that really hasn't dealt with that too much during the season. So maybe it feels like a little bit of an outbreak to them. At least that's what their insiders are saying over at Ole Miss Spirit. Before we get started, of course, i got to remind you, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. We just recently topped 80,000 follows, so we're very proud of that. Uh, Be sure to interact with the video, share it with somebody you think might like it as well. Also available on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel, hit the notifications bell so you're notified. Anytime we upload new videos, interact with the video, also share it there, and throw us a like if you like the content. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us a five-star rating we'd love to have that from you and a review if you want to say something nice about the show also available on spotify stitcher anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast sign up for free text alerts right now get the information before any of your buddies delivered straight to your cell phone uh it's free And, you know, it's not like a bunch of tea stuff. We're just going to send you the breaking news, and there's a link if you want to get more information to a free article as well. So if you want to know anything breaking about Razorback Athletics, be sure to sign up for the text alerts. And, again, you can cancel that at any time, but you're not going to want to. And we don't send – I mean, we're not, like, going to spam it. It's just going to be breaking news stuff. Whenever something – you may not get anything for a week or two, but then something happens. You get a transfer edition or – um, a game gets scheduled or you know time moved or something like that, a commitment we'll send that. Also sign up for the uh, daily uh, newsletter. We'll also send breaking news in newsletters for free. So these contain 75% free content. It's all clearly labeled if it's free or VIP but almost all of it is is free and uh, it's sent to your email inbox every morning and anytime there's breaking news, we'll also send you one you can cancel both of those, but you're not going to want to. All right. Clean this up. Not that. This. All right. So, this is an interesting matchup. This is a game, you know, these two teams have played every year since, I believe, 1981. Arkansas owns a 36-28-1 record in the overall series. If you go by Arkansas, there's a discrepancy, obviously, in the series with Ole Miss not counting a game that Arkansas counted. Which makes up for a good rivalry. Now, Arkansas won six in a row if you count the two vacated wins for Ole Miss in 2013-2012 when they were hit with NCAA sanctions for cheating and recruiting. So they won six in a row, but Ole Miss has won the last two. Now, going back to two thousand, 1999, so the last 20 meetings between these two te- teams, no team has just won one game in the series. It's always at least back-to-back games, which I think is pretty remarkable. That's a 20-year period, and everybody's won at least two in a row. Ole Miss has won two in a row. They won 37-33 in Little Rock in 2018 and 31-17 in Oxford last year. By the way, jumping ahead real quick because I just got a notification, but it should be about the time, most years, where Arkansas would announce the full schedule for SEC games for 2021. I don't know if they'll do that since we're in COVID times. But Arkansas plays Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Texas A and M, and Missouri next season. And the Alabama, Auburn, Mississippi State, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss games. There's not a, a date set for those. So usually right around then, right around now, uh, those those are those are ironed out. So again, according to you know what the Ole Miss spirit those people are saying over there, it doesn't look like it's as bad as maybe we thought initially for Alabama now – or excuse me, for uh, for Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss tests on, I believe, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think is where they said their testing protocol is. Arkansas, we know, tests Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. So a little bit different in how those, uh, those come out. So Arkansas last test – Arkansas will test today and then find out the results tomorrow. I would assume Ole Miss um, – you know, obviously going to test tomorrow. But I would assume, based on Kiffin's comments, they haven't yet received results. They should be receiving results today from Wednesday's testing. So you could hear a lot about, you know, if anything's, you know, going to be canceled or anything like that due to too many cases, then that's what it would be. But right now, just I believe, you know, maybe just two, four, something like that cases based on what's going around. And uh, it doesn't appear to be on the offensive side of the ball, which, I mean – Ole Miss offense has been impressive. Just to look at it real quick. First of all, overall schedule, they lost to Florida in the opener. It was number five in the country at the time. It was in Oxford. Then they lose – or, excuse me, they beat Kentucky. This was a weird game because Kentucky, I think, on their first drive – That smoke kid had like a 72 yard run and starts pointing his finger in the air and gets tackled at like the three yard line, thinking that nobody's around him. Two plays later, he fumbles before he gets into the end zone and they don't score. Kentucky missed an extra point in overtime. Ole Miss scores, they make their extra point, they win 42 41. Now, you can say Ole Miss got lucky. But, again, like we've been saying, kind of the narrative this season is it's all about capitalizing on your opponent's mistakes. And that's what Ole Miss did. Teams makes mistakes. These teams are so evenly balanced. They're, I mean, if you're an SEC football player, you're a hell of a player. you got to capitalize on mistakes, which brings you to Alabama, which they play the next week, which has been the kings of that. Um, 63-48 now. They put up like 600-and-something yards of offense on Alabama. I believe it was a record, 48 points. Nick Saban suggested that they had their signals. They put so many points up on them. So this is a high-octane offense. They're going to put up points. I mean, this is going to be a game where Arkansas is going to have to score. Arkansas can't fall behind 17-0 in this one. They fall behind 17-0 to Ole Miss. They might never, might not ever catch up. You, you know, they've been strong rushing since last year uh, under Matt Luke, but they're still strong. Jerry and Ely is a former five-star running back who has 243 yards so far, 81 yards game. Snoop Conner, not as highly regarded a running back, but he's been productive, 187 total yards, 59.67 yards per game. Um, You also have Matt Corral, who's, you know, he's going to run for 40 yards in a game average. He's a guy that's got some good feet. You remember from last year. Ole Miss is 10th in the nation at 41.7 points per game, 10th in the country. They're second in total offense, 573 yards a game. Pass offense is fourth nationally, 380.7. Rush offense is 24th nationally, 192.33. And the SEC, they are dead last in defense. Now, if this was a year when they were playing 12 regular season games, they would would probably – they're on pace to shatter the record, which I assume is owned by Arkansas at 38.6, I think, per game. But in terms of average, they're averaging 51.7 points allowed per game. They are dead last, 14th in yards allowed per game, 641.3. 641.3. That's almost 250 yards more than 13th Florida, who's second to last, obviously. So this game also has been moved to SEC Network, It's still at 2.30, but it's not on ESPN2 now. I don't know if they were switching things up. They're like, oh, there's some cases at Ole Miss. Maybe we want to move things around. Some people think there's a conspiracy theory. They know the SEC network won't call them out on their bungling of the Arkansas-Auburn game at the end of it. Not a bad conspiracy theory. Probably has more to do with maybe concern over what game might or might not get canceled. I can't imagine why they would move Mississippi State, Texas A&M, from SEC Network to ESPN, but they did. All right, everybody, I'm gonna have to take a quick wrap around here because I believe my dog has unplugged my computer and it's draining quickly. There's a lot of stuff hooked up. All right. That took care of it, sorry about that. All right, we're going to jump over to David Johnson. Let me pull up my David Johnson graphic. David does a great job over there for Ole Miss Spirit. We had him on last year to preview this game. Had a son who's a former player on the team.
0: Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Well, he's not answering so far. Hello david how's it going man
3: good how are you
1: guys doing really good doing really good good. hey man we've been we've been praying for you i know you've been through it um we are so happy to have you back in 24 7 and 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 back in the swing of things
3: man i really appreciate it i I really do in the last 30 days or so i felt better than uh than i have in a long long time so so we're getting there
1: yeah good deal so, let's jump right into this one. It's an interesting matchup. Ole Miss is one of the most, I don't know if you want to call him bipolar or whatever, but to have such a potent offense and a defense that's just not stopping anybody, what 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 has been the recipe for Ole Miss this season?
3: Yeah, it's been Jekyll and Hyde. There's no doubt about it. You know, you look at the stats across college football, you know, there's no arguing uh, against the fact that Ole Miss has one of the best offenses in the country. Mm-hmm. Um If I said I wasn't a little bit surprised at how good this offense is, I wouldn't be telling the truth. Uh, You know, we knew they had offensive talent coming back and we knew Lane Kiffin and his coordinator, Jeff Levy, were offensive gurus, but I don't think we can say we expected them to be playing with this prowess this early in the season. Uh, A lot of the offensive success has to do with Matt Corral. He's been nearly flawless. Uh, You know, I think Matt right now, has uh, ten or eleven touchdown passes, only one interception. That was a tip ball against Florida, and um, you know he's he's making all the right decisions. And uh, you know he's got weapons on that side of the ball. You know when you look at uh, Elijah Moore in the slot, Kenny Yaboa at tight end, and then Jerry on Eli and Snoop Connor in the backfield. So uh, you know not a not a huge surprise, but a little surprise. They're playing at the level that they are now defensively. It's as bad as I've ever seen it at Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been watching Ole Miss football since I was five years old. So we're going back to kindergarten, 44 years worth of Ole Miss football. I've never seen a defense play as poorly as this one has played. Um, You know, and it's really not anything that I think you can expect them to fix in the film room. They're getting physically whipped Mm -hmm. up front, and uh, they're getting beaten in, in the secondary. They've got a pretty good core of SEC-caliber linebackers. But um, to be honest with you, they kind of get canceled out with the ineptness of their defensive front and the secondary.
1: Now, speaking of that defensive front, there have been obviously rumors going around about – well, I mean, Kiffin used the word outbreak, which scared everybody to death. And it, apparently it may be not that much of an outbreak. Some people have said that maybe a couple players on the defensive line – um, but no, not on offense, no players on offense. What are you hearing right now? I know that today is a testing day for Ole Miss also.
3: yeah, here? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, I think yesterday was a testing day, and they'll test okay. again on Friday. But, um, you know, I'm not sure the results of Wednesday's round of testing are back. And then uh, then we've got the situation where, uh, you know, you're going to test again on Friday before you get on the bus. So, uh, you know, uh, as of right now, that is what we're hearing, is that most of this is on the defensive side of the football, and then, uh, you know, that uh, there may be a starter or two on that defensive line that is among those numbers, as well as uh, one of the starting defensive backs. But uh, Ole Miss does not release the names of guys, nor do they release the exact numbers. Mm of guys that have been infected with COVID or are in quarantine due to close contact. So we're kind of left to guess that a little bit. But sources we've talked to have indicated this is a defensive problem. No offensive starters are affected by this as of yesterday. And, uh, you know, the defense, I don't know know if it can play any worse on Saturday even without some guys, to Mm -hmm. be quite honest with you. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to make light of it, but they've been routed. I mean, you've seen the games and uh, you see the stats and, you know, they're, uh, they're dead last in several major national statistical categories. And then, you know, if they're not dead last, you know, they're like 73 out of the 76 teams that are currently playing. So it is tough. I expect the Arkansas offense and Felipe Franks to have a a big day on Saturday. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. Uh, You know, I think, to win it honestly i think arkansas is going to have to score around 50 points and uh i'm not saying they're not capable of doing that against this defense because they can but uh miss will get its points against arkansas defense as well i mean you know if you watch them play alabama last saturday night uh you know I, i i just i just don't see arkansas being able to slow down the Ole miss offense uh I don't know who's going to win it. I, I think it's going to go down to the last couple of possessions uh, to see who comes out on top Saturday.
1: David Johnson joining us, co-publisher at Ole Miss Spirit. So so Arkansas te- – I got confused on my days because Arkansas tests today, actually. So Arkansas goes Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday on their testing. So they do it a Ole, little bit different. But Yeah, to, Ole Miss
3: does Sunday, Wednesday, Friday.
1: So you're going to talk to Lane here at noon, is that correct?
3: No, 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 no. Actually, at noon, I've got uh, women's basketball. Okay. But gotcha. uh, Lane, Lane doesn't talk after Wednesdays. Okay. And uh,
1: so we won't wrapped find up out with anything week. new. The only thing that we would know is basically if the game is canceled because they don't have 56 players or something.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, the only way we're going to know is when they get out there in pregame and you see who's not dressed, gotcha. that's, that's when we're going to be able to definitely know who's not playing. Uh, you know, right now, I mean, you're hearing things, but you can't confirm those because they refuse to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
3: uh, you know, but I, I think it's safe to say, you know, it's not as bad. I don't think it's as bad. You mentioned Lane used the word outbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, from my understanding, as of Wednesday, before they got their Wednesday testing back, maybe four guys, four guys that tested positive. But where the where you run into the problem, Trey, is uh, the close contact. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's hard to stay away from your teammates. I mean, it's impossible. So, uh, you know, that's where the numbers could likely grow uh, for Ole Miss on Saturday.
1: Yep. So this could be a big result today for them in finding out. Um, what's going on exactly with their team no doubt no doubt and a little banged up from the Alabama game I mean both these teams have dealt with some stuff it does feel like Arkansas is starting to kind of turn the corner a little bit again you never know what's going to happen with the testing but as far as traditional injuries Arkansas does feel like maybe they get Rakeem Boyd back finally Traylon Burks finally Um, but again that Ole Miss defense is is giving up a lot, it seems like, no, yeah, matter, yeah, yeah. no matter who's in there. I mean, I'm going to
3: tell you, Arkansas is going to put a lot of yards up and a lot of points on the scoreboard Saturday, whether those two guys play or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's honestly how I feel about that defense. And uh, some great kids on that side of the ball, but Ole Miss has been, you know, beat up pretty bad in terms of defensive recruiting for the last, oh, I don't know, ever since that 2013 class that had Robert Kimdigi and those guys Mm -hmm. in it. You know, they've been close on a lot of guys, but uh, it seems like they've always been the bridesmaid on on big-time recruits on the defensive side of the ball. That's why I say I don't think this can be fixed in the film room Mm -hmm. or at practice. Uh, I've never been one to think you can teach your team to tackle during the season. Uh, Too many other factors at play then. It's too late to worry about that. And then the, the talent's just not there on the roster. Neither is the depth. They were already thin up front in terms of quality depth on that defensive line. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be a little bit thinner there on Saturday and a little bit thinner in a maligned secondary. Uh, I do think they get Jacquez Jones back. He missed the Alabama game. He's a starting middle linebacker. Actually unseated Momo Sinogo as the uh, starter there in fall camp. He was out in concussion protocol. He should be back on Saturday. So that may help them a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you look at Arkansas, Arkansas is doing some incredible things on defense, really considering the players that they've lost and what they're dealing with in the secondary and very thin at linebacker. But it's to your point, that defensive line, Arkansas has a good defensive line, and it really helps everything else out on defense so much. Well, David – Hopefully, some guys get healthy, glad to hear you're feeling better also and yeah. uh, we'll uh maybe talk to you after the game. who knows when we'll talk to you again, but uh, yeah definitely appreciate so. you coming on today
3: Well, it's always a special game for us because my wife's from Arkansas, and mm-hmm. uh, her whole family still lives over there, and most of them are razorbacks. matter of fact, her mother graduated from the University of Arkansas back in like 1820 or something. But uh,
1: anyway,
3: uh, <laughs> looking forward to that game on Saturday. And look, man, thanks for having me on. I really yeah.
1: appreciate it. I'll, always appreciate right. you coming on, David. All right, appreciate you, man. Okay, great. Bye-bye. All right, that's David Johnson, one of the really good guys in our network. Does a great job over there at Ole Miss Spirit. If you're listening and you're an old Miss fan or you're watching, uh, be sure to go over there and check out what they're doing over there. They do some great stuff. All right, we're going to get to Curtis Wilkerson next. Curtis, guys, I can't wait till basketball season starts for one reason, and you guys are going to get to see what Curtis brings to the table. Just got a great, not only basketball, I mean, baseball, the things that he's doing for us in football, been with us for a few months now and just really doing a tremendous job. Hey, Trey. Hey, Curtis. Just uh, giving you a glowing introduction, as always. Love it. And... uh, before we talk about this Ole Miss football game, you had a chance to to talk with a couple players, Jalen Tate, uh, Justin Smith, uh, along with Eric Musselman uh, via Zoom yesterday as Arkansas started up basketball practice. What can you tell us from from those conversations generally?
2: Yeah, it was really good to get those guys. They they spoke to us right before uh, their first practice yesterday afternoon. Uh, good stuff. You know, we talked to, to Justin Smith and Jalen Tate a lot about, you know, just how they've been settling in. They've been going through workouts now for about 12 weeks, and it, it seems like a long time. But, uh, you know, they're learning a lot about themselves and their teammates and kind of getting acclimated to everything. It's It's really interesting to look at that Arkansas roster, as talented as they are, Uh, you know there's 12 new faces in the program so everyone's kind of feeling each other out and trying to develop some chemistry and then, you know Eric Musselman's trying to figure out what his lineups are going to look like what the rotations Mm -hmm. might look like Uh, it's a good problem to have you know and then what was really nice and I'm glad they did this is you know, the Razorbacks actually live streamed probably the first 45 minutes or so of their practice. Mm -hmm. So we were able to see those guys get some work in. It was a lot of fundamentals, drill work, you know, five on O stuff running through the offense and some of the concepts. But uh, just being able to see them on the floor, you know, one thing that really stood out, uh, the team is so much bigger, uh, just the length across the board and then the versatility, you know, all of a sudden. Go you know, from being one of the smallest teams in the country to having guys like Vance Jackson and Jalen Williams, who are big dudes that are just out there and they're super comfortable on the perimeter. So, uh, going to be an exciting team. You know, I thought the freshmen looked good. I thought JD Notte was shooting the ball really well coming off of that hand injury. So, uh, exciting stuff for the Razorbacks getting started.
1: A lot of people before football season were started. You know, started they were you know worried that football season was going to be canceled, but they were just like, please. Do not let this happen to basketball because I think everybody in the state can really see kind of what's coming here. I mean, just this roster right here is very – I mean, it would have been superb with Isaiah Joe. And I don't mean to say, like, they're not going to miss him. They will. But they can really absorb that this year with with all the guys that they have coming in from the freshman class, the transfers, the guys who sat one last year. And you're right, it has a chance to be such a big team if they want it to be. And – really strong on defense really i mean musclemans we're used to seeing him only play like you know eight guys or something at most but you almost want to say like you got to get this guy in I mean you got to get this guy this guy's got to have an opportunity it's a good problem to have
2: yeah that's that's really true i, I was kind of looking up and down the roster after I watched that live stream yesterday thinking okay there's got to be a couple guys here that that just aren't gonna be able to play they're not going to get the time and I, I don't know who that's gonna be i mean that's why they pay Muscleman the big bucks, but hey, that, that's going to be figured out in practice. And practices are going to be super competitive. And you can tell just by what we saw, you know, on that live stream. There's no wasted time in an Eric Muscleman practice. I mean, those guys get after it. They go hard, and the coaching staff is active. I mean, David Patrick is out there sweating like he's one of the players. You know, he, he's getting after it. So it was, it was good to see. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting to see things shake out and what that rotation looks like in November.
1: Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. um, Handles primarily most of our basketball stuff. Does a great job in football as well. Also work baseball. So let's switch you over to football. You've kind of been focused on this Ole Miss offense. We talked to David Johnson a little bit. It doesn't seem like there's going to be too many COVID issues, at least right now. They should be getting results back today, but it doesn't sound like there's going to be too many COVID issues uh, with them. But what are your thoughts on, on this Ole Miss offense and what is Arkansas going to do to uh, keep up with them, I guess?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. You know, a lot of times we, we have these press conferences and, you know, you get a lot of coach speak. And, and a coach is very rarely ever going to say anything negative about an opponent. They're going to give them a glowing review no matter who it is. But when Sam Pittman says that the Ole Miss offense is – Fun to watch and scary to watch. He's not kidding. I mean, he's he's dead serious. These guys are really, really explosive. What they did to Alabama, putting up 48 points, breaking a a record of yards gained against Alabama, I think it was 647 was the final total. Uh, That's ridiculous. And, and, you know, it all starts with the quarterback, Matt Corral. He looks really good. Uh, I, I heard David on the call earlier saying that he's been almost, you know, flawless, and it's true when you have an offense that's so up-tempo and, and they take the shots and do the things that they do, the fact that that team only has one turnover on the season, I think is really impressive. He's got some good weapons as far as pass catchers. You think about guys like Elijah Moore, uh, the big tight end, Kenny Yaboa, he's a handful. Mingo Drummond, I mean, they're deep there. They've got Ely and Connor at, at the running back positions where they really spread people out and attack those gaps. So, It's going to be a you know another tall order for Barry Odom and that defense.
1: You know, it's almost just like when you look at this game. It's like no matter what happens, Ole Miss is going to score. No matter you know because not because of Arkansas's defense, just because they're so good. And then the other way, no matter what happens, Arkansas feels like they're going to score just because Ole Miss defense is so bad. It's just it's a weird matchup in that regard. But for Arkansas, they need to start getting healthy on defense in a hurry, and that means getting a guy like Dorian Gerald back making sure that they have plenty of guys that they can rotate around up there at the defensive line. They're they're pretty close. They just need to get Dorian back, really. Linebacker, you know, Bumper Pool and Grant Morgan have both been dinged up. You know, Grant looks like he's got a bionic elbow or something with all the stuff that he has. <laughs> but those guys need to get healthier. And, you know, obviously you don't have Levi Draper. We haven't seen Zach Zymos. We've seen Hayden Henry. We've seen – Andrew Parker a little bit. They're just so thin at linebacker, mm-hmm. so both those guys have got little stingers they've been dealing with, and then of course Monteric Brown would be a huge guy to get back. Jerry Jacobs, who looked like he sprained his ankle. I mean, those guys are absolutely critical to get back for this game. Um, so, should be should be interesting. But what are you what are you seeing in uh, in Arkansas's defense, and what do you like what they've played so far?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's been really incredible. You you mentioned all the the injuries; they've been pretty banged up. Uh, you know, whether it's injuries or quarantine and things like that. And What's been so impressive to me is, you know, just the way the depth has been able to step in and, and provide an impact. You, know, you think about guys like Hudson Clark and Simeon Blair and Kari Johnson, uh, you know, they've all done such a nice job. And that really goes back to fall camp, you know, and, and we heard Sam Pittman and the coordinators talking early on about, You know, the the emphasis they put on making sure that everybody's getting equal reps because in a year like this, you just never know who you're going to have to use. And so, you know, the preparation there, even mentally for those guys to be just ready when their name is called has been really impressive. But, you know, you kind of hinted at it, and, and, and you're absolutely right. In a game like this against an offense like Ole Miss, uh, not to take anything at all from from guys like Hudson Clark and and you know the people who stepped in and done a nice job you need your studs so I, I think it's going to be really important uh, to get a guy at least get you know one of those two corners back hopefully Monteric Brown we don't know about the situation with Jacobs just yet and then linebacker I, I do think that's a key I mean the, the way they stretch out uh, those linebackers are relied on to make plays and, and make open field tackles and Really, there's nobody better on the team at doing that than Bumper Pool, And and like you said, they're pretty thin behind him. So hopefully he's getting healed up. Sam Pittman said he wasn't going to have much contact, if any, at all this week. So uh, I think if they're close to full strength, uh, hopefully they can do just enough to slow things down and and sneak out of there with a W.
1: Curtis Wilkerson joining us again. Curtis, you got any quick basketball stuff you want to get to real quick? Or Excuse me, uh, recruiting-wise?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, here we are gearing up for the first practice of the season, and, you know, Coach Musselman's hanging out in the transfer portal. So uh, picked up a, a sit-one transfer from Little Rock, Kamani Johnson. Uh, really interesting player, 6'7", 215, really tough physical guy. He does all his work around the rim. Really has a knack for, for drawing contact and going to the free throw line. Uh, He was an all Belt player, averaged 11.6 points per game, nearly seven rebounds. Pretty sure he had a double-double in the exhibition against Arkansas. So, uh, really interesting player, really, really nice guy. Had a chance to message back and forth with him quite a bit. Uh, I think he's going to be someone that Arkansas fans really enjoy in the coming years.
1: All right, Curtis. Well, I think we did it. Sounds good. All right, man. Appreciate you.
2: Yep, anytime. Have a good one.
1: Curtis Wilkerson again. Curtis has been with us. I can't even remember how long. It doesn't feel like that long, but man, he turns out so much great content. Uh, does a great job. Really, very well rounded, and uh, has been just a great fit at Hog Sports. And uh, we got more stuff coming from Curtis soon that you'll, uh, I think you'll really like. Stuff that's in the works, I should say. All right, before we get to Danny West, I want to remind you, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always Facebook Live, where we're streaming. Be sure to give us a thumbs up if you like the content and follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. Throw us a like there as well. Share that with somebody you think might like it. Give us that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And just take a minute and throw us a review. Let other people know what to expect. All this stuff helps boost our show up. So if you want to know how you can help, uh, then you can interact with the video and uh, and give us ratings. That certainly helps. Also, hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month, so it's a great time to sign up for hogsports.com if you like insider, Razorback recruiting, and team coverage from the number one independent source on the Razorbacks. I promise you'll be glad you signed up for that. Uh, you'll get all the recruiting stuff that Danny West puts out and does a great job. And with that, we're going to jump over into Danny West. Now, Danny – I have not heard from him this morning and he may be tied up with something else so if we don't get danny on the horn here then uh, we might just go ahead and jump into your questions so hopefully he's available but i know he's had some things going on this morning got a lot of stuff going on we'll give him a couple more rings like i said he might be able to chime in in a little bit but I think he's got some things going on this morning.
2: Your call has been forwarded.
1: It's not going to happen. All right, so Danny West not able to join us today. Sorry about that, guys, but um, we'll get him on soon again. Where's all my stuff? There we go. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump into questions here. I'm going to start over on the Razor's Edge as we usually do. If I can find the thread, there it is. Uh, we got a lot of questions. All right, Hawk Savage says Boyd's back. Any news on the other two, three killer bees? I would think that Monteric Brown would be back. I think if it is, you know, concussion protocol, and I don't know that 100%. They haven't said that, but if it is that, usually you're going to miss the next game, which he did, and be back for the next one. Um, I hear good things on Traylon Burks. We hear good things, obviously, on Rakeem Boyd. So, those three getting back would be huge. And then, of course, Dorian Gerald would be nice to get back also on the defensive line. Hog Nation 9 says, biggest thing you are looking for in this game against Ole Miss? Well, it would be nice if Arkansas could get some stops on defense. We talk about catching the balls that get thrown to them. It's going to be tough because they've got two really good running backs and – also, Matt Corral, who who can run too, you know, he, he can put up, he's capable of putting up a hundred yard game easily, you know. So, got to contain him. You might have to spy him. They just do so many things, you know, with the RPO game. Uh, Sam Pittman was talking about how they, you know, they use a lot of replacement routes where, you know, if you're in a zone, they'll bring a receiver into that zone to draw that defender away, and then they'll slide another receiver back into that zone where the where the defender is left. And Arkansas does a lot of that stuff too. Hog Nation Nine says, name your starting five for Game One basketball season. Jalen Tate, Moses Moody. We should add Curtis on this one. Mm. Connor Vanover. Man, that's tough. I mean, do you go Vance Jackson? Do you go Justin Smith? Is Devo or KK? I mean, it's it's too tough for me to say right now. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say those three. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Moses Moody, Jalen Tate, and Connor Vanover without question. That's about as far as I'm willing to go. I mean, Desi Sills. I mean, there's, there's a lot of options. It's a good thing to have, a good problem to have. Sparks Co. says, with a new one-time transfer rule possibly on the horizon as coach, what's some of the things you would do to retain players in the system in an effort to build, sustained roster depth, and SEC quality talent? First of all, I don't like the one-time transfer rule. I think that it should apply, but only apply after you've completed two college seasons. Okay? That's my opinion on that. Complete two college seasons, and then you can you can leave if you want to. And at that point, I think the coach would be fine with it. I think the players would be fine with it. I mean, I think everybody would be fine because if you haven't – if you've been there a couple of seasons, you haven't really contributed, you should be able to move on. And the coach is going to be fine with that. The way the system works with being able to sign 25 a year, only having 85 total on scholarship, that doesn't work out, you know, numbers-wise. So you have to have attrition anyway. It's not fair to penalize the players, but – Every freshman thinks about quitting at some point. And that thing standing in the way of them quitting a lot of times is, well, I got to sit out a year. So you might as well tough it out and give it the old college try. So as far as staying, I mean, you got to be good to your players. You got to have good relationships with your players. You're not going to have a good relationship with every player, but it's all part of it. All right, Danny's hit me up, so he's ready to go now. Again, had some things going on. So we'll see what he's got to say. Trey, D Dub, what's
4: going
1: on? Oh, not much. I'm just trying to break down this old Miss Arkansas game. How do you yeah. see it? How do you see it playing out?
4: Well, um, like anybody else, I would suppose a lot of points. I think Arkansas is probably in a, in a better situation in terms of injuries this go around mm-hmm. finally, right? And uh, I like Arkansas in the game. I really do. I feel good about it. I like their defense to uh, to win a, a pretty much a, a stale match. You know, it's, I mean, it's a battle between strengths here, and I would go with Arkansas strength being better than the Ole Miss strength. I really would, especially given the injuries on the Ole Miss side.
1: Yeah, and banged up playing after Alabama. But sure, at the yeah. same time, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game just because everybody expects it to be high That's scoring. exactly right. <laughs> I That's was listening exactly to a, right. I was listening to a, a podcast the other day that a buddy sent my, me that was like breaking down the betting line of the Arkansas game, the over-under, which is like 75 or something, you know, really high. And they're all, you know, go over, go over. Both these teams have terrible defense. And so like, Arkansas's defense, I wouldn't say they're terrible – they're seventh in the oh, no. SEC, 411 yards, 411 yards a game. They, I mean, they played great at Mississippi State. I mean, they shut down – they didn't shut down Auburn in the second half, but they made some adjustments and really limited Auburn, gave them gave them a hard time, but, You know, a team that you would think has a pretty decent offense. Um, and Georgia for 38 minutes would just really shut yes. them down. So, yes. I wouldn't say – I think a lot of people – that's where you get in trouble sometimes with national people because they're spread so thin – on what they actually know about teams, you know, it's better to go with a guy like, you know, talk to David Johnson, a local expert sometimes mm-hmm. versus national guys who are, again, expected to know a lot, a little about everything, I guess. So
4: Yeah, a lot of people, you know, they want to paint it with a broad brush and just look at the final box score. But, you know, as well as I do, a couple of these games, here. even the Auburn game last week, mm-hmm. yeah, Auburn ran it with success, you know, for most of the night. But think about a Trey, they – Arkansas's defense really only gave up 20 points mm. right take away a block punt in the end zone you take away the field goal that should have never happened there at the end that's only 20 points you would take that on the road in yep. this conference all day every day
1: and people would come away saying Arkansas's defense played great if not. absolutely that's so, right. so Danny recruiting anything uh anything going on in football recruiting lately
4: yeah you know uh I actually heard coach Pittman on the show last night on uh Catfish Hole Live or whatever they're calling it, Uh, he emphasized, you know, going into the bye week next week, we need to try to close this thing out. You know, I think they're going to make a strong push at that. Of course, you can't go out on the road like you would normally do, right? But Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a strong push to try to close out the, you know, remaining spot or two. And right now, Trey, I think they're going heavy on D-line. I really do. Wouldn't surprise me if they take two more on the D-line. We've talked so much about the offensive line, but I think they're going to be really picky there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a couple of guys we've talked about out there for the last couple of months now that I'm not sure they're going to pursue, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I would go heavy on D-line and then make a strong push at 2022,
1: Yeah,
4: you know, to try to close that thing out and uh, and get it going for next year so. A lot going on there, you know. You've got to leave a couple of spots week.
1: open also for transfer p- possibilities. Absolutely. And, and I I think it's interesting too, Danny. I mean, there hasn't been anything said about scholarships, total scholarships, because they're going to allow these seniors to return and you got a whole <laughs> group of freshmen coming in.
4: Everybody's going to be so confused, man. I almost hate it for them. But, yeah. man, if you can get some of these seniors back, you know, some of these borderline guys who probably are never going to be drafted, yeah. Heck, yeah. Wait and see if you can get them back.
1: Had, and, and, and how do we list it? Later. How do we list it? Like, what are we going exactly. to list? Zach Zymos? Are we going to list Zach Zymos as a red shirt freshman again? Or no? Oh man, I said it wrong. I said Zymos. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's Zemus. You, you hit it there. Zemus. Zemus. Z- we it Zemus? Yes, his mom's. His mom's wrote it out phonetically and everything. It's well, Z- you better get that right. Yeah, and I said it wrong. There. <laughs> but. For Zimus. Zimus, man, it's been a while since I said it because he hasn't he hasn't played. He's been injured. I'm going to get in trouble. It might be Zymus. Yeah. It's muss at the end. Regardless, why did I pick his name for the example? Yeah, I don't Are know. Are we going to list him next year as a redshirt freshman, to the again, end of the, or do we that. list him as a redshirt sophomore and then deal with it later, kind of like you would apply for a six year of eligibility? You know, where you have to maybe apply for that extra year that you would get. It's going to be very confusing.
4: I would rather just pretend this year never happened for anything, you know, and just repeat it again next year. Right? You know, Keith,
1: Keith said, like, I think last <laughs> week or the week before last, he goes, you know, if you think about it, 2020 has not been that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most key thing ever to say. <laughs> so great. Yeah. All right, Danny. All right, anything bye. else? All right. Appreciate no, you, man. That's about it. We'll All right. see
4: you. Later.
1: All right, that's Danny West, best recruiting man in the business. Glad we were able to get him on. But it didn't look like we were going to for a second. All right, let's go back into your questions. I figured out something by the way. We've gone how long have we gone here on recording? Forty-three minutes, and I find that if I hit fifty minutes, I start really stumbling over. Like last week, I said we'll be back for the Ole Miss Arkansas at Ole Miss. I mean, I start struggling talking straight for 50 minutes without a commercial break or any kind of interruption like normal people do radio shows and you know they take a break every you know 15 minutes maybe 30 minutes at the most so sorry about that that's I figured out that's about my threshold so we're going to cut it off at 50. With a new one-time transfer. Oh, we talked about that. Silverado Swine 96 says, "Anyone know who is calling the game on SEC Network?" I don't know who's calling the game. It's a good question. The Natural State says, "Trey, do you have any eligibility? Might need you to suit up at linebacker. I don't have any eligibility left." College clock starts ticking the moment that you enroll in college, and you got five years unless you can apply for a waiver. So I went to, once you once you enroll in college, that's it. Wupik Sui1987 says, will we have two receivers top 100 yards on Saturday and who? I think there's a good chance that they do have two receivers do that. If I had to pick, I would say I think they get Traylon Burks back, so I I think one could be Traylon and the other. I mean, it's hard to go against De'Veon Warren, what he's done so far right now. It's hard to go against him. Possibly Mike Woods. Mike Woods still had a good game Saturday. What do you have, 81 yards, six catches, 81 yards, touchdown? So we can't forget about him. So they almost had two last week, pretty close. Almost had three. Because Traylon Smith leads the team in catches. And also had, what, 80 something, 80 yards, something like that, 81 yards. Terabyte one says the defensive alignment you would present to Ole Miss with, with if you were if you were odom. Well, they can't just go 326 against them. So I would say probably going to still see a lot of that four two five. I mean, you don't really have much of a choice because they can run the ball. I mean, they're producing almost 200 yards a game on the ground. So it's not like Mississippi State. They're going to put up passing yards or they're going to put up rushing yards too. So 4 2 5, probably. When will Knox break out of his funk? He has not had a good start, he hasn't been targeted a ton. I mean, they have not just gone to him a lot, but he has not had a good start so far. I think at some point he'll break out. I don't know if it'll be this game. It could be. Certainly the defense that, uh, you know, certainly the defense to do it against. Hawk Savage says, if Burks is back, do you go Burks and Woods outside, Warren inside and Carnett tied in and 11 personnel and bring Knox in the game and move trade?" I've thought about all this too. So right now they have it with Burks as the slot receiver when Burks is healthy. Knox and Woods as the outside guys. But Burks is a 6'3", 230-pound slot. Name another one that's 6'3", 233. Name another one that's that size in the slot. There's not anybody I can think of. Maybe there's somebody in the NFL. But it almost feels like, you know, if Knox doesn't pick it up, then, you know, Warren, the the production he's had, you might consider putting him at slot, putting putting Burks at, uh, you know, a split-end type and then keeping Woods at a flanker. They don't necessarily call it that, but and I, it's, Kern has played well, but I still think you know as far, tar, as far as like you know passing the ball, you know Hudson still gives you the best option as a receiver, but Kern has really surprised. I think. Hog fan nineteen ninety four. Why do media guys from other teams keep underestimating our defense? I think they just see the total defense, and probably based a lot on last year. I mean. So much is based on last year. Like, you look at the SEC power rankings that all these places have come out with, and we know good and well that Arkansas beat Auburn on Saturday everywhere except for the actual scorebook because of the referees. But you got, like, I think I saw LSU was, like, listed fifth in the SEC. So much of this is based off what you did last year in addition to how you started, you know, so I kind of think that's how it is. We've got time for a few questions here on – facebook Corey barton says so on this game it will be close i believe our defense is better than their defense however their offense is really not not saying ours is bad so i feel like this is going to come down to turnovers however i do feel like this game will be so Corey, i would say turnovers penalties special teams and injuries are going to be huge factors in every single game that any team plays. Capitalizing on your opponent's mistakes are big, too. So those are always like five keys to victory that are always there. There's always going to be things like, well, you got to start, the, you know, contain or stop this certain player, or you can't let this happen, you know, all kinds of things like that. So special teams could be the the deciding factor. Turnovers. Penalties. Those things always play a key role. Penalties cost Arkansas. I mean, if you look back at Arkansas's game last weekend, they got that penalty on special teams. They got backed up so they didn't have the full you know, depth that they would like to have on the kick because they were you know, heels on the goal line. They ended up getting the kick blocked, and it all works together. Sam Kerr says, how many interceptions do we get? I'm going to say two. Catalan will get his first of the year. What does Matt Corral have right now? Let's see. How many interceptions does he thrown? I haven't looked. For some reason, that's not ringing a bell. Passing. So, he is currently fourth in the SEC in passing with 360 yards per game. He only has one interception thrown. Nine touchdowns to one interception. <clears throat> I will say this for Felipe Franks. He – not only did Felipe go 22 of 30 passing for 318 yards and four touchdowns and no interception. Not only did he not have any interceptions – He did not put a single ball in jeopardy last weekend. There wasn't a chance for a ball to be intercepted. So good on him for doing that. What is the update on Henry? I haven't heard any specific update on Hudson Henry. Man, I sure would like for them to figure out how to get Trey Knox going, says Robert James Hurst. Andrew Douglas Efrid says they can't. They can't. They have two good running backs. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Mark Campbell says, "Trady, you see us running a defense similar to the Mississippi State game? Oh, that's what you're responding to. I got you. No, they can't really do that, obviously. They run the ball too well, and they've got a good running quarterback. Sam Kerr says, I believe we can shut down that Ole Miss offense. So, you see, we're starting to approach 50 minutes here. We're at 50. My voice is already starting to go a little bit. I'm starting to struggle. Hopefully, Arkansas can go longer than I can. Hopefully, they can go the full 60 minutes, but I'm just not capable anymore. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up again. If you haven't subscribed to Hall it's just $1 right now for your first month, or you can do 30% off for your first year. It's a great time to sign up. We've had a ton of people take advantage of these offers lately. So do so if you haven't done so already. I want to thank David Johnson for joining us. So happy to have him back after he's been through a lot lately. And, uh, Seems like he's coming out of it. He said he's kind of turning the corner from a health standpoint. So glad to have David Johnson back with us from Ole Miss Spirit. Appreciate Curtis Wilkerson for chiming in, not only with football, but again with basketball. And we've got some things in the works with Curtis. I think you're really going to like it, hogsports.com. And then, of course, Danny West, goes without saying, best recruiting man in the business, does a great job for us. So for all those guys, and I want to also say we appreciate your questions, appreciate the membership. Appreciate the people on Facebook who also ask questions. Sign up at hogsports.com if you haven't done so. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com for your Arkansas versus Ole Miss primer, and we'll catch you after the game.